here's a story from the world. The Central African Republic, or CAR, is a landlocked country smack in the middle of the continent. Political instability, fighting between rebel factions, poverty, and hunger are widespread. This leaked video from 2021 shows U.N. special forces exchanging gunfire with rebel militiamen. It was a surprising visual of how the fighting there is wreaking havoc in CAR. Around the same time, the U.N. estimated that the country had a relatively high mortality rate, but not high enough to qualify as a humanitarian disaster. A team of university researchers found something very different in 2022 when they documented the highest mortality rate in the world in CAR. Les Roberts was on that research team. He's also a professor emeritus at Columbia University's Irving Medical Center. There have been dozens of articles over the last few years saying CAR is the worst crisis you've never heard of or something to that effect. So for insiders, this wasn't all that surprising. But of late, I went in 2017 to do a project essentially establishing a method for detecting famine. And in the area where I was working, we did a baseline survey and the death rate was four times higher than the government claimed. Wow. So you did this study in the midst of fighting between different rebel groups. Uh, Russia's Wagner mercenary group was also active there. What was it like trying to get around the country to do these household mortality studies uh, operating in that in that time of conflict? Incredibly complicated. You know, I have spent years doing surveys of this kind in Africa before, and this is the first time ever when my interview team would tell me, you know you're a white guy. We, we can't have you with the team because that puts us at risk because they're so, people in the countryside are so used to seeing these Wagner guys who are so aggressive and so hated. And so that was weird. But more importantly, maybe 70% of the countryside is out of the government's control and has been out of the government's control for decades. And in many of those areas, uh, our team was coached and told, you know, if you drive your own motorcycles in there, you'll get killed and your motorcycle will definitely get stolen at least. And so they would hire local moto taxi drivers, often who had been rebels in these areas, to drive them in and visit the 80 random points that we had picked across the country. So, so as your team was was visiting these villages and speaking with folks about, you know, how many people had died in their household of late... When did you begin to realize that you were onto something? Oh, right from the start. There were other things people told us that were just heartbreaking. Most people are only eating one meal per day. And so what were your ultimate findings? How did the mortality numbers that your group came up with stack up against what other estimates are, including the UN, which I gather is the usual authority on this type of data? the evidence base that the government's numbers were absurdly low had grown a lot. And we found essentially that 5%, a little more than 5% of the population had died in 2022 and that the main cause of death was malaria followed by diarrhea, not surprising at all. Violence only accounted for a little bit of it, but it was really clear that violence is what was making the instability that caused diarrhea, and malaria to kill so many more people than had in recent years. Even though only 6% of our deaths were from violence, that death rate is significantly higher than 
experienced in Ukraine in 2022. There is no country on the planet that has had a sort of credible nationwide mortality estimate as high as this since the Rwandan genocide in 1994. So this is freakish. Let's talk about the UN data. You mentioned government data, but the UN estimate for mortality was also way lower than what you all found. Um, Why is that? In most countries, the United Nations depends either on a census being done periodically or else they have some really big, good demographic techniques that they use in stable settings that are giving them a sample, but gives you the insights of a census. And that hasn't happened in CAR in many, many, many years. They actually take input from the government into their modeling. So if the government is trying to deceive things, that is a problem as well. But I am delighted to say that I think the United Nations realized after this article came out that probably their numbers were very low. And I am really delighted to say that the head of the statistical bureau at the United Nations, he called me up and he grilled me for like 90 minutes. He asked me really good, insightful questions. How do you know that these deaths weren't children who are no longer living in the home? And he grilled me for a long time. And weeks later, I discovered that they're actually going to use our data and they're going to use a couple other studies done by academic groups as part of their inputs for the UN mortality estimates this year. That's never happened before. So even though our numbers were four times higher than the official quote-unquote UN numbers, it is really cool that the United Nations is so flexible and open-minded as to realize that the Evidence was pretty overwhelming, and they're going to adjust accordingly, which is a very satisfying notion. What are the factors that make what's going on in Central African Republic so opaque to the outside world? You know, death rates and mortality seem like such an obvious headline number. Um, Why is that so unclear in a place like a Central African Republic? The big answer is because we live in a planet with a species that doesn't really care about inequity. There was a really great article published by someone at the University of North Carolina, also in Conflict and Health a few years ago, showing that if you do a search on the internet for the violent death rate in, in I think, six conflicts at the time, you would conclude that Venezuela was the most violent of the six, probably followed by Syria, followed by Yemen, and that the least violent would be Mali and the Central African Republic, when in fact the truth is exactly the opposite. You know, the the internet and our information flow is so dictated by our interests. And there is no one in the areas we were working in the Central African Republic that sees value in telling someone in Europe or telling some family member somewhere that the government soldiers just came in and killed seven village members. If that happens in Venezuela, if that happens in Syria, if that happens in Gaza, every time people communicate to the outside world and try to bring attention and solution to the problem, there is a huge fraction of people out there in these pockets that are completely, completely missing. And It shouldn't surprise us that surveillance systems are very, very incomplete in these poor countries. There are so many intractable problems that you point to that lead to both the mortality rate and the lack of knowledge about it. What's your takeaway message? We need to live in a world that's driven a little more by data than it is right now. And oh my gosh, so much of what we just saw would go away if we gave more food 
to the Central African Republic. And that just hasn't happened. Les Roberts is a professor emeritus at the Columbia University Irving Medical Center. Les, thank you so much for taking us inside of your work. Pleasure was mine, and let's hope CAR gets a little benefit from it. Thank you.